Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, currently from Helsinki. Enjoy the music. Yeah, welcome back, welcome back to episode number 13. As always, first and foremost, I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now, because you're amazing. <laughs> wow, episode number 13. I hope you enjoyed episode number 12 with Steph. We talked about conscious masculinity, a uh, very interesting topic. I found it's very, it's a very, has become a very dear topic of mine, and there's going to be another guest sometime in September who I will talk to who is an expert in, you know, from a feminine perspective around the topic. But yeah, this week, wow, this week, number 13 with Drusilla. And Drusilla is an absolutely fascinating person, such a power woman, if I may, I may say that. And um, the reason is, so I met Drusilla through, she was one of the, yeah, thanks to her, she was the, she led the foundation or like she founded Hive the coding school. She brought this this revolutionary coding school to Finland around four years ago, and thanks to her, um, I you know like me and many other of my friends have had the possibility to discover software engineering within them, to make a career out of them, and most of all to make lifelong friends. And that's huge. And not that not just that she was a game lead at Supercell, uh, the biggest game mobile game company in Finland, one of the largest, I think top 10 in the world. And now currently she is the CEO and co-founder of her own mobile game company called Papugaya. And yeah, she grew up in Brazil. And yeah, I mean, that's what you will hear about when, when, when we talk about in this podcast episode. What I really admire about Trusilla is like this absolute humbleness. It's beautiful. And like, not just that, but you know, like her ability to don't take yourself too seriously. This, you know, like there's so many, I, I listened to this episode a few times, there's so many wholesome moments where I just <laughs> had to crack so hard. It was so, so much fun. <laughs> and this is so admirable. You know, like meeting someone who has really like lived and very interesting, you know, able to embrace Earth's uncertainty with this beautiful sense of curiosity and of course a little bit of craziness in the most positive way but what's really admir admirable is like this groundness and this humbleness and this not being too serious about all these things but yet being also vulnerable and sharing you know all the things that go within oneself and you know like the doubts you have and you know like the questions you have so that makes a person very approachable and that's why I found this episode so beautiful and it was an honor to talk with her about her life journey, not just that, about we talked, yeah, um, things that influenced us, failure in our lives, um, inner shadows, the roles we take on, and yeah, education, and things about, you know, we think about most present, reflect about, it's a very rich episode, and I think, again, how I prepare these guest episodes, I sit down and think about a few questions I would like to anchor this episode about. But so far, <laughs> every guest episode, you know, there's always like this sense of we don't know where it will go to. And I think I love it. It's like this 
excitement, a bit of like playing chess, this improvisation. And I think, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful episode. And um, yeah, just very honored that to have had her on my show and to be able to share this, um, her voice and her story with you. And yeah, as a reminder, this is episode 13. So next week, episode 14, there will be the announcement. <laughs> Again, <laughs> don't take it too serious. <laughs> as I mentioned before, podcast life is a lonely life. <laughs> I'm like here alone with a microphone. <laughs> and um, at the end of this episode, actually, you will hear Trill and me like really losing it because when I, say, I said like, I think goodbye or see you, and I was like looking at the microphone with thumbs up. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> so this is the state of mind I'm, I'm here when recording uh, podcast episodes. So I just want to have, you know, like make it a bit more playful and gameful. And um, as mentioned in the previous episode, I invite you to make a creative and educated guess about what will I announce? What area of my life will it impact? And what's your guess about what I will do next? And doesn't need to be a serious, honest answer. It can be very creative, very ridiculous. And of course, you can send it to me to Instagram, Avocado Human, written Avocado and Human with H-O-O-M-A-N. And yeah, send me your message or send me an email to howtounreasonable at substack.com. And yeah, before I get started, as always, I think it's so important to just be thankful and grateful for all the support, all the feedback amazing and you know like i can't it's you know i think for the rest of this podcast i will always mention it. it's so important so thank you thank you thank you you're the true heroes of this whole show and if you want to continue to support this podcast and you haven't done so and you want to continue to help this magical algorithms on the on the platforms to share this podcast give it a five-star rating on apple Podcasts or spotify or share it with a real human, a friend, not an algorithm. <laughs> and most, important, most importantly, if you find it interesting what you're hearing and you come back, that's uh, for me already all that matters. Enough about that. Enjoy this beautiful episode with Drusilla. <laughs> Welcome, Drusilla. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, try to get a bit closer to the microphone again. Okay. Yes, okay. So we're practicing what's the ideal distance and we realized I've, I'm very bad at guessing distances in centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, so first of all, Jocelyn, I'm so excited to have you here with your normal glass of water in front of you. We already had a beautiful chat on Friday, actually, which was in itself a podcast episode. And but so excited to be here and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. So to get started, the first time we met was at High Helsinki. And it was also thanks to you that we actually have High Helsinki in Finland. And at that time you were still working at Supercell as game lead. And nowadays you were have your own company, you're a CEO and co-founder of Papugaya. But actually what we could start with is actually do you remember, so you grew up in Brazil, what were your like the key moments in your life so far? The kind of, like, do you remember there were kind of like these turning moments we have that got you here to where you are right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Trip down memory lane. Uh, 
yeah um yeah key moments uh, maybe i'll try to think of this uh like start from the childhood mm -hmm. like in mm -hmm. a way i feel like like back then in brazil like as a kid i've always been like very into like creating things mm -hmm. so that's probably yeah like there's gonna be like a big connection to games um but yeah it's a i was always drawing Uh, creating stories so I just really enjoyed creating content and putting things out there for people to enjoy mm -hmm. um, and I and then I was growing up I always thought that I wanted to be a journalist like in the beginning okay. because I just enjoyed writing so much and then maybe one of the key like turning points or the earliest that I can remember was before applying to university I My mom got me this student guide that she saw in a bookstore. And then it had literally like the summary of all possible careers that you can have from A to Z. Wow. And uh, and um, summarized like by, by courses available in Brazil, like universities, mm -hmm. the ratings of university, where should you go for what? And then I was just literally like checking each one. And then I was like, mom, I, I, I'm going to do journalism. I, I know what I want to do. And then she's like, yeah, but you know, would it, would it hurt for you to like make sure that you, you covered all your bases? So I was literally like, A, administrator, B, you know, like I, I went through everything until I got to D and then there was design. Wow. And then I was reading, I didn't even know there was like something like that back then. And this was a long time ago. I don't know if I want to like already start going to the age territory, but this is like, yeah, over 20 years ago. Um, so way over because that I wasn't even in university yet but anyway so I, I um, yeah I was reading about design and then I it really blew my mind that I'm like oh you can go to university for this like for creating things you know for you know drawing yeah, and you yeah. know like what <laughs> like this is what I want to do and then my mom was like do you want to re read the rest of the book and then I'm like nope no. I ended in design this is it like it really opened my my, my eyes and she's like no please read the rest and I'm like nope no. th this is it um and so so I had this like conviction in that moment that, that that's I wanted to do something like that um and then when I was uh in university uh design at, at that point it was just sort of like Uh, brother bachelor mm -hmm. so you could uh, specialize in anything from fashion design to graphic design to product design and during uh, that course I did like drawing a lot and I would put my drawings online and a Brazilian uh, game company from my hometown like somebody there uh, saw my drawings mm -hmm. and invited me to Uh, interview for like a trainee artist wow. position. Okay. Yeah. So, and actually, that was uh, something really interesting that I was about to remove my portfolio from online because I wasn't happy with my drawings. I'm oh, like, really? my drawings are so bad. <laughs> When I started seeing other drawings that were out there, I'm like, I will only put stuff out, I will remove and I will only put when things are perfect. Yeah. You know? And then. A friend of mine was like, that's so stupid, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, why, why wouldn't you want to like share and, you know, and then you can, you get better as you go and then you will see your progression. But I'm like, oh no, I'm not happy. But long story short, like the guys saw my portfolio, Wow. like maybe, maybe two days after I was contemplating on removing it. So yeah, I yeah. guess I would call that very key. <laughs> like wow. to, maybe I wouldn't even be here if I had taken down their portfolio. <laughs> um And then I was working with games in, in my hometown in Brazil, um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I always played a lot of games, and 
And that was also something I didn't know until that person reached out to me that uh, you could work with games and what what developing games are uh, is like. I didn't know anything about programming, for example. Yeah, yeah. Or, and and then, um, but but I did play a lot of games, um, and I yeah. So it opened the doors to this career for me, and, and then. And long story short, <laughs> like I, I made a career out of it. I came to Finland uh, and I to work with mobile games, and and that has been like the bulk of my my professional life. Uh, that's all I know, like professionally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, and then yeah, and then of course like during that that uh, journey, like in, in games and through all the companies, there have been some some key moments in, in, in like trying to figure out where to go and what to do because even within uh, the games industry there are so many different things you can do and mm-hmm. then for example I started as a game artist but I got interested in game design yeah you know so then I, I decided to take a shot at game design within the company that I was like they asked for volunteers mm-hmm. for a project and I and then I, I and then I, I volunteered and I decided that yeah I'm going to be a game designer and then at some point wow. you know a game lead and, and I've been trying different things and um and then and then eventually like what brought me to to hive was also other passions that were flourishing outside yeah. of games like inclusion and and so on so like diversity and inclusion and and um and yeah so there is a lot Why is <laughs> there it is not? a lot to unpack absolutely i'm <laughs> like i find it inspiring that first of all i find it really cool that your mom gave you like hey first take a look at you know what's out there because i think often we don't have a chance to get like even know what's out there and I guess when you read this design, this is something I would like to stick at that point. It's like, there must have been a very strong, hard resonance with you. Do you still remember like what exactly would design connected with you? Do you think it was already inside you and has just was waiting to be discovered or? Yeah, I, I think there was something inside because I was always producing things mm-hmm. and like visual things. So I did enjoy, you know, um, <laughs> I just slapped my hand and it made this loud noise. I may move my hand around. It's okay. Like, <laughs> <Do> it. <laughs> um, yeah, like you know, I, I always liked pretty things in a way. So you know, I was very big on decorating my room, painting the walls. Mm-hmm. I like drawing things, and like I said, like uh, creating stories. So I would um, create like little comic books for my friends. You know, so I was always producing things like that. Um, and with design, when I went to, to university, something that I really liked that was to couple with that was the idea of like solving problems for a user, mm-hmm. for someone. Yeah. So then like combining those two things, like creativity, but also like what do people need? What does the world need? I want to use that, harness that to to to, to <laughs> give more. <laughs> and then I just almost slapped the microphone. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry. But I love, I love, I love the self-awareness, like sound. <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting that the microphone exists in front of me. <laughs> That's perfect. It's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Because like I find it so interesting. I think for many still, the concept of design is much more related to something visual, maybe, you know, furniture design or fashion design. And for me, the first time I thought about design in a different way. It was also seven, eight years ago when I stumbled upon design thinking and the whole human descent to design approach that actually design in itself is very something very natural for humans, this problem solving for someone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think also like, I think it's fascinating that 
your university was like teaching this product design kind of direction because like i remember in austria we i think we have we don't have like something like we haven't had something like this back in my days at least mm-hmm. yeah Yeah, the, in, in my in my university, um, it, it was one of the leading ones in Brazil at the time for design. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be in my hometown, which was also a wow. great discovery through this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like looking around and, oh, actually here, <laughs> we have a really good one here. Um, it, it had this interesting approach of um, there were like four quadrants or group or, or categories of mm-hmm. disciplines. So there was like design and aesthetics, uh, design and society mm-hmm. and you know they mm-hmm. were like or design and technology and then all you needed to do was to pick there was a minimum that you had to pick from each group um but then you were free to tailor it as you wanted mm-hmm. like uh, as you went and it was very much about like in each one of them like uh, about design thinking and the frameworks and uh, and yeah i i remember for example uh, very vividly like a professor who would be so annoyed That if anybody created something that didn't have a function, mm-hmm. you're like he would be like, "That's art." Yeah. Like, okay. it, I I don't care how beautiful the chair is. If somebody can't sit on this chair <laughs> and is uncomfortable, that's a piece of art. It's a nice it's piece true. of art, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, and and so so and, and from university, like, um, of course, like when you get to work life, you learn a lot from by doing. Um, but I, I I do think it was very important in university to just get this imbued in my mind and. and I think I use it even to date, like when making games. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's in Papukaya, my 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 company. We talk a lot about uh, player centric design. Like mm. we want to get feedback as early as possible from players, and we want to look at what's missing out there rather than just like create something for yourself. Absolutely, and um, so I think no, you. I mean, like you were fast forward mo- t- telling about your life journey, but I think. Would we easily forget? Sorry, you did say the main beats, and then I'm like, "All right, how much time do you got?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Because the key, the key here is actually, we often forget. I mean, like now, I just need to reframe it because, like, you know, you grew up in Brazil, and like having the courage to decide at some point, okay, um, I might move to Europe, and I might move to Finland, start, a, you know, work for a gigantic company. My supercell is like, what's like the biggest mobile game company in Finland and the largest, one of the largest in the world. Mm. And you were, yeah, high performing uh, employee there. Then you brought High Helsinki to Finland. <laughs> yeah, I'm just laughing. Like, high performing? Yeah, some would say so, some, maybe not. <laughs> But <laughs> depends now, who you ask. <laughs> now, now you have your own mobile game starting, startup. Yeah. Um, first of all, it takes a lot of courage in each of these steps to kind of like embrace this uncertainty. And my question to you is actually, how have you dealt with this uncertainty? You know, like what, because like for many people, it's very scary to plunge into the murky waters of uncertainty. But looking at your life story so far, there's a lot of like, all right, I don't know yet. I don't have all the answers, but let's try. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. Well, people are different. And I think it was actually like interesting, even the conversation we had earlier this week about the pain, like the the, the difference between uh, certain and uncertain pain, mm-hmm. like that some people may choose the certain mm-hmm. pain and, 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 and it's a bit different. Um, and for me, maybe, maybe I am somebody who, if I feel like, 
things are not constantly moving, mm -hmm. then that's that's my stressful spot, <laughs> which is which is not the the which can be the opposite for somebody mm -hmm. else. So there's no right or wrong. There's just like what feels natural to you. And I am the kind of person that if I'm just in one spot or I'm doing the same thing over and over, or I I feel like I have it all figured out, that's when I get really stressed. Yeah. It's hard to explain where that mm. comes from, but maybe maybe there is something that I, I just, I don't know, maybe the simplest explanation is just curiosity, yeah. like that, you know, I'm just really curious. Since I was a kid, I always want to learn and see what's out there and mm -hmm. meet people, yeah. you know, and you can't do that unless you put yourself in, like outside of your comfort zone from time to time and doing things that you never, you've never done before. And of course, that with uncertainty comes a certain stress as well. Mm -hmm. But then I, I, maybe I ask questions sometimes like, uh, you know, what's the worst that could happen and how reversible is Beautiful. this choice, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, yes. So I've always had at least uh, I, I, very, um, yeah, like the, the, for me, it's very clear this, um, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's just, you know, if you look at it as different paths, you know, there are a lot of paths that you can, you can try. And if it doesn't work or you are not happy, you can always like come back a little bit or, mm -hmm. you know, like take a detour. detour. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's a beautiful, because like the follow-up question would have been like, what are your normal, what's your normal process when you approach this a new big decision? I think, yeah. How was it for you when you were deciding, okay, I'm going to leave Supercell and going to try my own startup, which is huge. What, what were your thought process at that time and like and actually where do you remember why or when it started to this idea okay maybe i should try something on my own yeah um it's funny as well like how 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 i got to this idea of starting a company because um people have asked me in the past like did you always know that you were going to start a company one day are you are you like you know that set on like being an entrepreneur and then i'm like It's back to the problem solving. Like yeah. if the problems that I want to solve require me to start a company, <laughs> then maybe that's what I'll do, you yeah. know, but that yeah. was never like the goal for the sake of it. Yeah. Like, um, and in Supercell, um, when I joined, uh, this was maybe over 10 years ago, um, it was a, a very different company then. And the kind of games uh, that we were building them uh, were very like broad. So there mm -hmm. was Clash of Clans and there was Heyday. And me as a developer, I, I fall more into the heyday category. Mm -hmm. I like to create casual games, games for people who are not gamers. Mm -hmm. And um, and that has been like the through line through, you know, all of my experiences in, in the gaming industry. So, but then of course, Clash of Clans is a is a game that has defined Supercell in many ways. And as the company grew, like, has, you know, has done a, a tremendous job at creating even other like amazing games, like mm -hmm. for... for like sort of in that direction, like games are more competitive. And, and then and through, through these years, I did notice that the audiences for those games were starting to become more and more male mm -hmm. and more and more young, mm -hmm. which is like the opposite of the audiences that I gravitate towards serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was more like at some point I just did realize that um, I have to stop and ask myself, like kind of do the reflection that... Uh, is this the right place for me now? Am I the right person for them? Mm -hmm. You know, like, because uh, I have all this that I could give that I can't give here. And, you know, and uh, that's not good for me and not for the company. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> so, that's so authentic. It's so yeah. honest. Yeah. 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 And how do you, I think it's like a reoccurring topic with almost everyone I talk to is like, how do you, how do you deal with your kind of like 
inner shadow or your counter player. Sometimes you really like, or do you even have it? Like this counter player within you, this voice that sometimes, you know, instill, infuses you with doubt or, you know, like self-criticism. Um, how have you dealt with it over this, you know, your period so far? I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I watch, by the way, a lot of, you know, do you know RuPaul's Drag Race, the drag queen <laughs> show? No. no it's amazing. <laughs> okay. I recommend because you get a lot of like cool nuggets from it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, they call it in that show, the inner saboteur. Nice. So okay. that's how I call it just because I, I was like, huh, that's how I heard of this concept. Yeah. It was through that show. Um, yeah, I think I think we all do, or I hope everyone has. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not just me. <laughs> <Is> that, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We all do, right? Right? <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All the time. Um, uh, yeah, how, how do I handle it? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I guess it, it's something that, as, as of course, like the more you mature at work, like you, you learn maybe tools to talk to it. Mm -hmm. um, like, Maybe the self-awareness is important when you start to at least like identify that now it's your inner saboteur yeah. talking and then like how to, to talk like, you know, I recognize that you're there, but settle down now. Like it's never going to go away, but yeah. it's more like just learning to counter that. And I do try to remind myself of, you know, every time you do something that like, for example, if something goes wrong, of course, there's a lot of failures along the way. So when you fail, of course, there can be like this moment of, okay, I can't do this yeah. or I suck or what do I know? But then it's good to try to like take a, a step back and, and remember everything you've done and that, you know, it's just a part of the process and, yeah. you know, um, and you shouldn't like dismiss all, all the good in you because you made a mistake. Like for example, um, yeah, I do feel also like talking to people who know you mm -hmm. helps. Yeah. Um, and that was something that, for example, during the pandemic, I did start the company like right in the thick of the pandemic, Wow. which I maybe in hindsight shouldn't have, but you know, here we are, <laughs> like we made it through. Um, and I realized that the self, the, the isolation was amplifying the voice of this wow, inner saboteur course, yeah. because it's just you with you and your mirror. And, and that's when I realized how important it is to have, you know, your friends or mm -hmm. relatives or people who know you to like... It's a reference point, kind of like uh, anchoring point. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I was calling it a mirror at some point. Like I need a mirror, you know, like someone to, to sort of like that I can talk to and kind of like get me out of this loop, you know, because I was spiraling sometimes just like yeah, I can do this. I suck. And, you know, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. because starting a company is really hard. I made several mistakes just like right from the start. So then, uh, yeah. And it didn't help to not have people around me to, mm -hmm. to kind of snap the yeah, fingers yeah. and like, Hey, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> know, yeah. or slap me in the face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then one, one turning point with that was I, I was down at some point, like, so, so I was at such a rock bottom that actually it took my mom to recognize me over a call like, recognize it over a call that she's like, you're not sounding like yourself. Like, mm. you know, this is, this is wow. not my daughter yeah. th that is talking. Like, who are you? And I'm like, damn, mom. <laughs> like, damn. The saboteur <laughs> is like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, oh, man. I felt really shook. And then she's like, you're saying all these things that I would, I never heard you say before. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. So it, it, it really helped me. And 
yeah and i realize how important it is to have people around you absolutely yeah. wow so so beautiful to share and now the question there's no right or wrong answer like for me this is a question i ask myself and like i'm very curious about why do you think we have this inner supporter because it seems like um we all have it it's kind of like a natural part and it's a bit odd and weird that we talk about it once you realize it it's like yeah there is this counterpart within us and i think we all have it so i'm um, then i think like it must be then quite natural to have it and there must be also like a positive reason that we have it have you ever thought about like you know what's the reason why we might have this even like this to survive <laughs> like, <laughs> to, <laughs> to prevent us from doing stupid things that could kill ourselves <laughs> it's like you know this hmm, think this through think yeah. This through. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like i thought, kind of like thought the same it's like it kind of like helps you to if every there's uncertainty and like there's really not much we know yet kind of like yeah, a safety measure and i think for me nowadays it has helped to acknowledge like Hey, I call it monster cookie, by the way. <laughs> monster cookie. <Yes. laughs> okay. It's like, uh, thank you. Um, but at this moment, you can trust me. I figured it out. Let's do it. Yeah, like talking to it's it. It's like talking to it. It's yeah. like, it's okay. I know you just try to protect me from maybe pain or like something stupid. But this time, trust me. <laughs> now shut up. <laughs> and then you go and you do it. And then later, like, you know what? Monster cookie, you were right. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> Why didn't do anything about it? <laughs> Why do you listen? <laughs> but hey, now would be a, oh. a good time for a... Um, Joker question. Okay. Yeah, Joker question. <laughs> yes, Let me find it from my list of like okay. 20 questions. <laughs> I'm overprepared. Um, I love it. No, because um, uh, as I was telling uh, bits of my story and also even this uh, conversation I had with my mom and I said that I, I realized mm -hmm. that's been, there's been like this key people who, of course, were important for me uh, in figuring out my path and so on. Um, do you have any mentors or people you look up to or that have helped you like in your path? And, mm -hmm. and then who are they? And can you tell me a little bit about them? Wow. Yeah. Hmm. I thought about this. I think in a, in a weird sense, I never had like some people I, I could call it, hey, you're a mentor now. And he would say, yeah, you know, I'm going to mentoring you now. For me, I realized even in my early age when I played, started playing water polo at age 16, 17, and they were always, actually, we played with older men. They were like 40, something like that. And I realized through all my life, I always like to kind of like hang out with you know people older than me because there was something always that i could learn from them mm -hmm. and then i realized for me as a mentors were figures that are like have been gone for thousands of years and for example i, I love reading about winston churchill a lot and or recently many you know stoics so for me Sometimes I felt like oh, I don't. I would love to have a mentor, mentor where it's just like officially, like this is my person. But then I realized actually I've been surrounded by mentors all my life, without even like calling them mentors. But I always had this feeling of like looking up to someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even talking with you, Trusilla, like there's like so much to learn from you. And um, oh, wow. yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I mean, um, in terms of you know like the conversations we had, just like in terms of like leadership and like this this energy and like your your mindset about 
yeah, just this following your curiosity to solve problems. I was like, wow, yes, you feel like I'm not alone with this kind of sense. And also what you mentioned about, mm, you kind of like have to move, like keep, keep things moving. And for a long time, I struggled with that because I felt like, oh, there's something wrong with me that I always mm. have to change. Am I like, you know, this change-seeking addict? But then I was like, when you meet people like you and others, like, no, you just follow your curiosity and what feels right at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great to hear. And I will say that it does sound relatable to mm -hmm. me. That I've had my moments that I'm yeah. like, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What am I trying to compensate for? That it's almost like there are people who are more like the adrenaline junkies that, that, that they seek that kind of like, uh, um, yeah, well, I'm, well, adrenaline, yeah. let's say. And then uh, in this case, there was a point that I'm like, is this some kind of addiction? You know, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> is there yeah. something that is wired wrong <laughs> in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, but I started to also uh, gravitate towards people who also share a little bit of mm -hmm. that. And then I started to yeah, realize that there are all kinds of ways of being. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you just, all right, it's just your way of being. And you, yeah. I think once you're aware of it, um, yeah, you, how to say, you do it a bit more consciously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I hope so. Sure. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> what he said. But actually, this was, uh, was one of the questions I also had for you. Were there any... Because like, you know, I really tried to think if there was like a key person, but for me, it's the... Some of the greater parts is my close friends. It's people I work with and I meet. For me, I always think like I learn constantly from them. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have, I couldn't call one particular person right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you are, you, you are influenced or impacted by many people yeah. that you have yeah. um, had the luck to meet and work with. And, and I, I guess like um, at Hive, mm -hmm. you must have met a lot of people like oh, Hive and who also maybe share some yeah. of, some of that trait. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so, so do you have like a particular person maybe that helped you or like taught you something? Yeah, I I I feel like I've been lucky, but yeah, it's not like you, you don't I don't call them like mentors yeah. per se because there has never been this official exactly, yeah. mentorship like relationship, but there have been people who have been along the way. Um I I did mention um for example, my mom, not mm. not, not necessarily like so so actively mentoring me, but she as a woman who, you know, a, a different different um different industry like she used to work in a bank and finance but she was like very used to being like a the only female in a male dominated wow. yeah. environment and being successful at it and and things like that um she's actually you know uh re yeah she, she's very like powerful like in, wow. in brazil like she's achieved a lot like wow. there uh almost to, to a very intimidating point <laughs> like in a way <laughs> so there were definitely expectations to be met like okay. so so there's the other side of the coin there But um, I, I did like uh, admire a lot to like seeing her work ethics and 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 you know as someone who she she had like uh, my my older brother she had him when she was 16 and then uh, she was uh, 22 when she had me wow. and then yeah. there was a third one so I'm like she did all this and she graduated from university with top marks and then she's the most powerful woman in the bank after the president you know like and how did she do it so obviously she knows something and then wow, I, yeah. I tried to get some of that uh, from her uh, but in the games industry 
itself. Uh, the person who hired me uh, in Brazil when I was 19, the one mm -hmm. who saw my portfolio, he was my first mentor and he actually is in Finland. Oh, really? uh, yeah, working in games. Uh, okay. He works at, at Metacore. And so he was the first one who like, you know, hired me as a trainee artist, but then um, saw that I was interested in game design and, 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 and kind of like started to push me into that direction. So that was very critical. And then here in Finland from the companies I have been in, I, I would say that Ilka from Supercell mm -hmm. is a is a is a big one for me and also Mikko Korisoya, who mm -hmm. is the original founder of Supercell. He's not there anymore. And both are in the board of Papukaya. Wow. So okay. I, I feel very lucky that I still even though I left Supercell that I'm I'm able to keep those bridges because just from observing, like in the beginning, just from observing like how they 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 do things, uh, have been like uh, lots of learnings from that, like the kind of culture. They, they've been building their companies yeah. and and then and then I had the chance to work directly with them in different projects and I'm like wow they are really smart people but also very nice people and very humble yeah and you know so you can you don't have to for example you don't have to be an asshole to be successful <laughs> exactly. because sometimes you may get yeah. these perceptions that yeah. like oh you know if you to be a successful CEO you have to be you know very, very top down or very assertive mm -hmm. or or, or um, yeah, anyway, just, I don't know why Donald Trump picture came to my mind because I'm like, he's not, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say like, wow, that's very like exaggerated, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Cause there are a lot of people like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, um, there's also this trap because like, yeah, we do have nowadays, like what, there's a lot of CEOs that get a lot of media attention right now. And for example, my biggest role model in terms of companies is actually uh, Patagonia mm. and you know like their principles and you know their founding story and their CEO and I think it's so unfortunate that those kind of people don't get more media attention because they have like it's such a different way of seeing business and the nature of a business and you know what's the idea of a business in this world than this hyper hyper you know Silicon Valley startup CEOs, which, you know, there's merit to it. I was trying to think of Elon Musk. I don't know why Trump came to my mind. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, I think he's very much in the news right now. I was just reading about him this morning, but yeah. But I, I, exactly. And, and I, I actually, I, I was aware, for example, at some point, like how much I did miss the female representation. Mm. And, you know, for so long in my career in games, even though, you know, I've done well and I enjoyed you know, all the people I've worked with and, and so on. Like there was always like this thing that you have to be a certain way, or at least you'd feel you have to be a certain way to fit in yeah. and then maybe go against your own sort of, uh, you know, like DNA in a way. Um, and, and then at some point, but th that came with maturity as well, at some point to snap out of it. And like, I can just be the best version of what I can be and exactly. take it or leave it, you know, like, <laughs> and then, and then that's liberating when you realize that. Um, but I did start seeking also more, uh, females in the game industry yeah. who are like leading companies. And in particular, like there's uh, Kara Krenzer, who is, uh, the CEO of trail mix and is another company that's super so invested in. And she has been one that has always been open doors for me, like to every time I've hit a wall, like I, I message her and then we have a chat and, and it's been super important to have her around as well. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think this is actually a perfect, um, yeah, kind of like leading question because like for me, one of the, um, also of the episode of with Sabina and one of the feedback was actually that some of the listeners would learn, learn more about there were some entrepreneurs 
in my podcast listeners who think about like, okay, how do we juggle? There's like this thing at the moment, entrepreneurship, I'm a mother and also like the role with myself. What has your experience been with that? Like juggling these roles, like, you know, as an Oof. entrepreneur and a mother, but also like with yourself, you, you know, like you're still a human as yourself as well. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that is true. I would say that I don't know if I have the right answer or like that I have, do I have an answer for this? Cause I'm still like right at the thick of it. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure it out. It is, it is, there is a, 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 you know, a push and pull like situation all the time. Like, you know, it feels like things are pulling you into different directions and you're always burning the candle from both ends because yeah. you have demands during the day and then you have demands at home and it's very easy to forget yourself mm -hmm. in, in, in this. And, um, And I, I don't know that I've done a great job at balancing it. Um, so it, it is something that has been very present now in my mind that I'm just trying to figure out how to remember that I'm also a human being and like, how do I fit into it and, <laughs> yeah. and make space for it? But, you know, I, I know this might sound silly, but something that has helped me was reading the book uh, of Michelle Obama, Becoming. Okay. Wow, know? okay. Yeah, like she... because. That's the thing. When you hear about people like that, that they go through the same thing. You're like, oh. You are yeah. like, this is, this is a human thing. And, you know, it's not like just your struggle. Yeah. There, everybody's like trying to figure this out. So she went through the same thing. And I'm like, if Michelle Obama <laughs> has these issues, you know, like, then, then I think I'm good. And the same with Hillary Clinton. I watched yeah. a masterclass by Hillary Clinton. Oh, like, nice. It was music to my ears. And wow. then she was talking about the same thing. Maybe, maybe one thing that I started doing like concretely was to be very uh, less reactive. Mm -hmm. I noticed that when there's a lot going on, I can fall into this reactive mode mm -hmm. where I'm just like, oh, the company needs this or my kid needs this. And I'm always like reacting mm -hmm. and fulfilling mm -hmm. everyone's needs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I try to, to plan a little bit more. Like, so for example, Sunday evenings, I do like to look at the week. And then I have my little planner. I was not a very organized person before, but then it goes a long way <laughs> like to have a planner. So I look at my planner and then I'm like, what are the my priorities at work? Like, what's the number one thing that I want to mm -hmm. get out of this week at work? And and then um, also like on the family side and and then um, and also make space for things to take care of myself. Like, for example, making space for the gym. Like yeah. now I'm going to the gym and which I... Yeah, before I wasn't doing any exercise and now I'm like, no, I have to make spaces for my, for exercising. Um, and, and then if things start popping up during the week, just, I started to ask myself that, is this the goal of the week? Like, yeah. it, it, can this go into the back burner? Mm -hmm. Like, do I have to react to this now? And then starting to say no more. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so beautiful because like, um, it's so easy to forget that sometimes like it's actually yet very as a very active process and very active process to kind of like be aware of your life right now yeah. and do something about it. Yeah. It's so easy to just like think that you know like you I don't know you're just like a flower in a stream of water and you know like you just bump around you have no control about what's happening. But actually yeah. ha actually actually you have a lot of control. Exactly. That's exactly like that. Sometimes it feels like so overwhelming because mm -hmm. everything is all over the place. Mm -hmm. But there are things you can do to bring to rein it back in yeah. a little bit and regain that sense that you are in control. Um, yeah, but it's tough. I'm not saying that yeah. it's not that it's easier <laughs> said than done, but <laughs> you can do it. Um, yeah, I think I had a thought, but then it escaped me. It will come back. It will come back. Yeah, 
leave it. It comes back. Yeah, maybe I can do another yes, uh, Joker okay. question. Yes, oh, Wow. All right. We have 20. Sound. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me go through my list again. Jesus. Yeah, so, so yeah, for example, I just talked about um, about something that stresses me out, mm -hmm. so like this, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a mom, and so on. And like, how, how about you? Like, what, what, are, what are the things that stress you or that give you anxiety? Mm -hmm. And how do you manage that? Yeah, I think for me at the moment, one of the driving factors, like, you know, you know like last September, I decided to kind of like give up my apartment and just like work and travel. And I don't really have like a base right now. I'm just like moving along. And for me, it stresses me a bit because like, A, yeah, is this normal? Is there something? Is there some, why can't I just settle where I am right now? But also like, so this one part, like A, because like it stresses me a bit because it feels like, you know, I have friends, very dear friends in, in, in Finland, but also in Austria. And I have a bit of a fear that, okay, with this moving around, I'm, might become this unreliable person. That's just my fear. That's why unreliable I think to whom? To, yeah, to my friends, in to a your sense. Friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But also, um, one of my biggest struggles I've realized this year is like this, one of my biggest weaknesses that I, I've witnessed is this misalignment sometimes between what is something that resonates with my heart and what is something that I make up in my mind. Mm -hmm. And... I've realized my mind is like, I'm very good at like creating strong visions, but sometimes they are not built on an honest foundation. Mm. And then I kind of like move towards, kind of like really like, oh yeah, this is it. And I try to, I keep telling me like, this is it. Only to realize 10 steps into this direction. It's like, oh no, this is not what I wanted to do. But the beautiful, the, the sad, like for me, that would be fine. But sometimes along the way, it also means... I commit to things that also affect other people. Mm -hmm. And then I have to have this conversation like, hey, actually, no, this is not, this is not what I want. Yeah. And currently that's my biggest struggle to become much better, to realize this much, much earlier, to not go 10 steps into that pathway, only then re to revert. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my current, like currently that's the biggest struggle. It's like com combining also like staying truth, like actually there's a strong entrepreneurial spirit within me mm -hmm. and um yeah yeah that's cool um <laughs> i can understand a little bit of that yeah. as well um but yeah it's a uh, it's it's really interesting like i'm still like kind of yeah thinking about this and what you said before the yeah. the feeling like is this normal or <laughs> like the you know like just no the the that um it's interesting that you have like this thought process and and from my from my perspective, I, I do like still I, I listen to it with admiration that it's like um, it's so cool like that you have though like yeah, this this drive and entrepreneurial spirit that does like push you to do, to try those things mm -hmm. like it's something that I actually admire mm -hmm. like and I know that there can be like stress along the way and then it brings you all the thoughts that you yeah. just like <laughs> mention and it's not like an easy like maybe way to be <laughs> like no, in a not, way not really. it's not an easy but I, I in my mind i'm thinking like wow but you know like so many cool things that you have been like doing as a result of that you know <laughs> so so yeah but it, it's tough yeah, thank you yeah <laughs> it's, tough. it's tough i think like yeah that's something what it's missed sometimes because sometimes sometimes people look at 
maybe our paths, maybe. Yeah. I was like, wow, cool. But actually, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of struggle that's not visible. <laughs> a lot of messiness, <laughs> messiness and struggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's how you end up making like great things, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, yeah. if, it's very hard to do something to make something new. For example, if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to solve problems, mm -hmm. that does mean that you have to end up doing new things mm -hmm. like or trying. And you're not going to get it right the first time around. Yeah. It requires experimentation. So, you know, it's it's just, I just see it as a part of the process. And and I, I do admire you for for, oh, thank you. for thank doing you. those things. Yeah. Like, and, and in our, in our um, conversation earlier, like the Hive Helsinki, we talked about that. I'm like, think about it that... Yeah, we, we opened the school with Supercell and it was a completely new concept in Finland, no benchmarks here. And and then I was like, hmm, you know, will, there, will anybody apply to this? Like, let's be ready for no shows for these applications. And then so many people applied and you being one of them. And I remember being in awe at the school that I'm like, wow, look at all these super smart, driven people giving us a chance You know, like, are they crazy? <laughs> like, and you know, there there must be like an element of yeah. craziness. There. Oh, for sure. But for I, sure. yeah, and you know, I'm sure for some people it didn't quite work out. But for you, you know, and for many people, it worked really well. And you wouldn't be able to, to 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 be where you are now if you hadn't taken a chance, right? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it was super stressful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but it was a very positive stress. So yeah. I think. Remember, so thank you first of all for the question. It was a beautiful question, and also thank you because it just reminded me. And I told you this on Friday. I think I can speak for all the friends I've made and people I know who now, thanks to Hive, have now a very amazing career path and life identity right now. You know, like they work at top companies, they do something that's very creative. And on top of that, that's just the other day, you know, like I remember similar to the piscine itself, you know, like this boot camp experience, it really like bonded and made so many friendships. And mm -hmm. I think... From all of that, I think it's the most precious thing you have allowed and your team to happen. So I would like to thank you in the name of all the hivers so far. <laughs> really, like I think it's something you, it's not something too easy to see. Like it's just like these friendships that were born out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And thank you back <laughs> for taking a chance because it's uh, the, the school, it wouldn't have worked if it weren't for the great people that gave it a chance and made it a great community because mm -hmm. it's very much... The community of students is uh, so like it, it's the 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 one thing you have to get right so that you get the success or the results right. Like it's finding that those great people yeah. that would take a chance and 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 build a great community. And I do remember the the students of your cohort and you uh, yourself being so active in the communities. Like it was a new school and you guys sort of like brought some soul. Yeah. into it and there are for example rituals that are still used because <laughs> yeah. you guys started them <laughs> yeah. and and those things are so important absolutely to build those friendships so yeah oh it's just yeah, yeah it's, it was a beautiful time yeah <laughs> still yeah. and um so actually there i thought about a really cool question so if you think about you know like we have normally we have cvs we apply for jobs but now think about if you had to create a failure cv oh yes a failure cv and now think about you would have to list the most important failures in your life that were necessary for your personal or professional growth? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so how much time do you have? <laughs> okay. What do you think, just like, you know, out of like gut feeling, gut reaction, what was like the biggest failure in your life that you think had to happen for 
to unlock some personal or professional growth within you? Oh man, <laughs> my, I, I have like, all my failures are flashing in front of my eyes. Oh, no. Like I'm about to die and I'm seeing my life, you know, like I'm just like, okay, roulette, let's pick one. Um, I don't know. There's, there's been many. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I, I did mention to you um, in our previous conversation, a game project mm -hmm. uh, that I failed at Supercell. It was my first time. Um, this was many years ago. It was after Heyday. I got the opportunity to start a new game in mm -hmm. Supercell. And that was something that I was seeking for. Like That was an opportunity I wanted for, very, for years, like to start a new game yeah. team, you know, as the lead. And I felt when I got that opportunity, I felt everything was like kind of coming together for that moment, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I, I was, I wanted it so much that, um, the company I was in before in, uh, in Berlin, I used to work at this company called Wuga there. I was working there for a year as a game lead for the first time. And they were about to offer me the opportunity to start a new game project because I was, uh, managing a live game. And then, um, But then I wanted to come back to Finland. I wasn't like very happy mm -hmm. over there, like in, in Berlin. And then I'm like, I want to come back to Finland. And it was around the time that Supercell pivoted to casual games for, for tablets. And then I'm like, okay, now, now I'm going to come. So, so, but then when I was joining Supercell, I was like, I'm going to get in Berlin this opportunity to make a new game. And then here, like, I would like that as well. And they were like, yeah, but right now we would need very much like you to lead Heyday, mm -hmm. which was about to, to be launched. And then I'm like... Mm, okay, you know, so I was a bit like, mm, I really want to do the new game, but sure, you know, I'll, I'll do this. <laughs> but which was great. In hindsight, I'm like, that was like such a misconception of mine. Like I learned so much through right. launching Heyday. So, you know, that it's good that it happened that way. But I was just so eager to do that freaking new game. You know, that's what I'm trying to convey. <laughs> And then when finally they were like, okay, now we are going to start up like, We want new game tracks. Uh, you can hire your replacements for yourself in Heyday and you're going to leave. So I, I felt like finally my moment is here, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I built my team and all of that. And it took about a year and we ended up killing that game. Mm -hmm. Like it just wasn't working. And and then I spiraled like out of control from that. Not not like people outside of me, like the, um, outside of, yeah, around me, they wouldn't uh, notice that because I was very professional about it. Yeah, I told yeah, you that people yeah. are like, oh, you are handling this so well. And I'm like, yeah, I went to therapy for it. <laughs> like, <Wow>. <laughs> but because, <laughs> and, then I, and then it took me a moment to figure out like, why am I feeling like so bad about this? Because it, it was, yeah, it was maybe this uh, misconception at the time that everything was going to happen in a straight line from point A to point B, mm -hmm. like we yeah. discussed, that that's at least how it had happened for me more or less like at that point and then i'm like oh now i i just crashed and burned and and so it this was a lie like i always thought that i was meant to do this and this was all a lie you know and and then it affected my self-worth and, and whatnot but long story short like i was able to through some work and reflection <laughs> and therapy uh disconnect that a little bit like from from my sense of like self-worth like you are not what you make you're not what you do mm -hmm. you know and 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 again, like seeing a failure, like as a stepping stone into something and, you know, it's a drop in the ocean of your life, Yeah, you know, um, and then not, but then nowadays too, in my company, like I still look back at that project and I see, for example, red flags, like in other projects, I have seen red flags that I've seen before, thanks to this project. Like, I'm like, oh no, 
we are trying to solve it like this, but that's not going to work. We, I fell into that pitfall, like in that project, yeah. you know, and, and that's how it works with failures as well. Like you are learning all the time. Absolutely. And then you, you are creating like this bag of tools yeah. that you can like, that's more rich that you can start exactly picking from like yeah. in situations. And there's been many more things like that wow. on the way. Yeah. And, um, wow. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> sounds familiar in many yeah. ways. And, um, I think this is also a maybe, good, maybe, yeah. sorry, just, uh, yeah. I just thought like about the mentor thing. Like, yeah. And that was a moment that, for example, the leadership of Ilko was very important in okay. Supercell because he is very much someone who is, uh, encouraging everyone to like try new things. If you're not uh, making mistakes, you're not trying. Like he, he says a lot of things like that. So, you know, he was very supportive and I felt like, will people now think less of me? And it was like, no, just encouragement. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. so it was very important to have that kind of leadership in this situation. And this is like just a reminder. I think it's so crucial to, you know, environment and people play such a big part on mm -hmm. you, what you think you can do and what is allowed to do and your self-perception. Because if you're in an environment where you fail and suddenly it's celebrated, it's like, what? For sure. Yeah, failing is celebrated. Which, again, I think there's this notion like, you know, yeah, fail fast and all that stuff, but failing always sucks. It never stops hurting. No, it hurts so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was explaining this to my, my son, mm -hmm. actually, uh, that he he knows I work with games, he's visited my office and, and all of that. And and recently we turned three years with Papokaya. Yes. And he was Congratulations. actually Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. We he was visiting us um and I was actually in the process of creating a timeline of all of our games uh to show the team like what has been done in these three years because we haven't mm -hmm. released anything, but we've been you know, very hard at work, prototyping a lot of ideas and, and killing, uh, you know, most of them. And my, my son was seeing this timeline and he was shocked by how many game ga game screenshots there were. Like, wow. he's like, what? You've guy made, you guys made all these games? And I'm like, yeah. And where are they? And I'm like, we killed them all. And then he's like, like you killed them? <laughs> and he recognized one that was on my phone. He's like, oh, that one I liked. And I'm like, but this, our business is tough, honey. <laughs> it needs to make money. <laughs> yeah it's not enough that it's just like you know good and then and, but then i was like yeah and he's like isn't that sad and i'm like well of course I, of yeah. course i would have loved if one yeah. of these <laughs> would be making money for us but because yeah. it would it would be almost a life it doesn't hurt because i think whatever you create there's something of you in there as well yeah absolutely you know because if, if it wasn't then it you wouldn't it wouldn't be something people i think people realize it if it's not something that where you put your love and your joy into it. I think, or I, I, I feel there's a difference, difference if someone tries to do something very robotic and it's like, yeah, we just have to do this. Or if someone really tries, puts their heart and passion into something, it makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think in the creative field, um, especially it's, it must be, it, it is, I don't know. I don't know about other fields cause mm -hmm. I haven't worked in them, but in the creative field, it's really tough because there is this overlap between um, your work and yourself. Yeah. You know, there's always an element of like you wanting to put something mm -hmm. into the world and putting a bit of you. And then how do you, how do you balance that? Like how to make failure more, more palatable in mm -hmm. that way? Which actually, yes. I have one more joke Ooh. question. <laughs> yes. Hey. Yes. <laughs> it's, it relates to, the, to this. Um, yeah, actually... It, it, 
it's a great great segue from this. Um, yeah, for example, in our conversation earlier, you mm -hmm. were talking about uh, Lumi mm -hmm. and then uh, your guiding posts, and for, you mentioned creativity being one mm -hmm. of yours. And I know you're very entrepreneurial as well. And um, yeah, from my my experience in the industry, there is this road of passion and creativity that can easily flirt with burnout. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, have you felt that, like mm -hmm. yourself, that mm -hmm. you, you give too much of yourself? And mm -hmm. again, like, how do you oh, manage that? I had, I had actually, there was my second software developer job at Wunderdog. And that's something like, I think Wunderdog, it's a fantastic, like, it's like the first time I met a company where they put people in the center of everything. But what I didn't realize, I actually had, um, I was working there. I was like, wow, it's such a beautiful company. And it's like, now I'm, you know, earning money with programming. But remember this is like, I had started developing burnout syndromes. And I didn't, mm. yeah, I didn't realize that actually. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. really. It's like crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize like, um, first of all, it was thanks to a colleague there to kind of like highlight me like, oh, maybe I, that is starting of a burnout syndrome. Because suddenly like, there was no joy in programming anymore. I, it's almost like your brain freezes. You couldn't really think anymore. You're just like, it's like nothing. It's just almost like you were, yeah. Uh, how do you say like, mm, your brain was almost sore. Mm. It was a weird feeling and you just, you don't sleep well, very low mood, depression. But it was luckily not a full blown burnout. So like, you know, and also the Wunder Dog supported me in, you know, like dealing with that. It was beautiful. But I realized that like, even though you found something that you really like, for example, software developing. And for me, it was like, I loved it. It gives you so much energy. But on the other hand, there was this pressure because like, you know, I started coding at a late age, 29. I had this pressure of like... <laughs> Sorry, I slapped the microphone again. <laughs> Sorry. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I forgot it was there. Hello, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect all right yes it's a burnout, burnout. <laughs> let's go back to that sorry it's amazing. sorry it's amazing and it's like what i realized is because i had this, this i put this pressure myself on it's like you know i'm 29 i have to like really catch up to meet kind of like the standard that other developers have because some of the developers start at age 13 or 18, you know, like now I'm 29, I have to kind of catch up. And then like I spent many weekends just, you know, learning more about coding and like pushing it and pushing it. And then I also realized it's like, even though you found something that gives you energy, it's, it's also a bit dangerous because you can like seek these dopamine hits and these mm -hmm. flow moments. So it's like flow chunkies. Yeah. And then I realized like, yeah, you're at some point your things come to sympathicos. The, the, the part in your brain is always, always told me what happens in burnout, like where it's like this anything that drives you and like you're like in this attention mode and focus mode. If you loop for too long in that state, there's an overdrive and then it collapses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like how important it is to like find the balance, to recover, to find other things that don't, you know, like are all the time a dopamine creating um, activity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so... Yeah. It's it's crazy. Like, you know, like even though you found something, you it gives you so much joy and energy, there's still a danger that you move towards burnout and stress and it can become something. Because it was like this realization, wow, what's happening? Like, I don't enjoy coding anymore. I was very honest, like, fuck. 
like, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Yeah, this actually reminds me of that thought that had escaped me earlier when you were asking me about the motherhood versus uh, mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur. That connects with this is like if you burn yourself out, then you're no good for anyone, yeah, anyway, right? Exactly. Like not, not for yourself, not for <laughs> no. anyone. So then there's this, yeah. If on one hand you're like you're driven, you wanna, you know, focus and get things done and, and all of that. But then if you break yourself, you know, what's the good in that? Absolutely. Like, yeah. So so you have to be very careful and prioritize yourself. Yeah. So that it enables you to and understand that you, you like do. you need to understand how to best play out your energies when is the yeah. best time to really focus when is the best time to do something that requires less of you know rational thinking more maybe something yeah. you know i think uh, there, there's a lot we, we talked about this like uh, how self-reflection is very important to to identify these things yeah. don't keep going just on on autopilot no, and, exactly. and kind of like have these moments to stop and like reflect on what's going on and definitely for me there have been moments that, where i'm like you know i feel super tired um, and then I noticed that nothing is giving me energy. Like I'm putting a lot of energy into a lot of things, but, but I'm not getting back, energy yeah. back. And then it's good to think it's, it's, it's more like there isn't a silver bullet, but just like doing that reflection that why mm -hmm. am I not getting energy? Is it, yeah. Like, yeah. is there something here that is not aligned with my values mm -hmm. or is it the people around me or, you know, there can be so many different things so that everybody's going to have their own answer, yeah, but exactly. then you have to ask the questions. Yes. Yeah. And I think this was the idea, but you know, like one thing about like you know when I showed you Lumi, that's just a category. It doesn't explain you what it is because in the end, it's so personal. Exactly. It's whatever what what career creativity whatever means to you. Yeah. You have to figure it out. And actually, the, yeah, it's actually a question. Is like you know, what are you reflecting the most on at present? Mm -mm -mm. What I'm reflecting the most <laughs> in the present. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I think I'm still doing a lot of reflection on... Maybe, maybe it is connected a bit to the topics that we are just discussing, mm -hmm. that, you know, how to, to, to bring more balance into life. I do feel like life is a little unbalanced at the moment. All right. And I doing a lot of reflection um, that how can I, I bring some, some sense of balance but then also, and then in the process of reflecting that, I'm also, of course, reflecting on on the work and, you know, how do I want to work? And, and mm -hmm. maybe asking, again, like, um, you know, like, for example, before I mentioned that I, w I was too reactive and then I got to organize myself, but then more maybe my, my reflection is more around the kind of things that I'm focusing on. Like, mm -hmm. am I focusing on the right things? And even in the context of work, not just yeah, life, but absolutely. even in the context of work that in my role as a CEO, because there is this push and pull within me of, you know, the creative, but then also this person who did start the company and is like managing this company, yeah. you know, like that's a, <laughs> that, that is, that does create like the situation that I'm like, I have some inclinations, but then what does this role mean? And of course you can shape the role in any way mm -hmm. you want. Oop. I'm sorry. I almost, I thought I was going to slap the microphone again. Sorry. <laughs> You can, you can, yeah. For 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 people who are not seeing, I talk with my hands, so I'm moving my hands all the time. Um, yeah. So so maybe maybe I'm in this process of like defining my role and you know how can I be uh, of best service to my team, mm -hmm. for example, while at the same time finding those moments where I can get energy and where I also like enjoy what I'm doing yeah. and tapping into those things that are very core to myself. 
so that yes, yeah, basically not let me forget those things, yes. you know, while I'm like paying bills and, you know, doing stuff that maybe doesn't bring me that much joy. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And as a very, for me, you're personally interested, what is your, yeah, what do you think is important? Because like, it's of course a learning process, but how do you approach leadership? What is your, for you important in terms of leadership or what have you learned and what are you trying to, what personal spin are you trying to add? It's a good question. Um, I am a big fan of um, learning from the failures, I, as we discussed. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I like to look at it also from from the lens of like growth mindset. Mm -hmm. um, it is a concept that it, it was something when I heard of growth mindset, like written into words. I'm like, aha, this is it. This is it. You know, you this know, is, yes. when you're like, oh, you know, am I am I am I weird because I'm like this? No, there no, is no. A, there is a name for yes. this. <laughs> you know, like, like, yes. <laughs> there is a name for this, and this is not bad. You know, you just. Uh, <laughs> It's not a disease. <laughs> we are not crazy. <laughs> We're not crazy. There is something to it. But I, I am a big fan. I feel like, for example, in Supercell, I was lucky to be in an environment that was fostering this. Mm -hmm. And then I saw firsthand like the 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 the, the positive outcome, like when, when people are empowered, like getting great people around you and empowering them mm -hmm. to, to, do, to, to, to fulfill their potential. Like yeah. in Supercell, it was very much about that. It was a great company for self-starters and that's how Hive like came about, mm -hmm. you know, so no other company that would have been a thing, you yeah. know, nobody would have like, you know, allowed that. Um, but anyway, so I, 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 I think growth mindset has been super important and, and in my own company and with my teams and, and so on, like I do bring a lot of that, that I want to create an environment with, where people feel like they can try yeah. and push themselves to, you know, think outside of the box and, and not be so afraid of the failure. So I, I try to be the shield, yeah. you know, that, for example, in my company, you have failed many uh, games, like I mentioned, and then I do try to make it always a positive uh, experience that is like hey we're gonna get we're getting closer we are getting like it's Amazing. one Amazing. we are moving yeah. forward the, mo the most important thing is we're moving forward yeah. um and also um being very aware or, or or intentional around building an environment uh, that has psychological safety mm. so that everyone can also feel like you know they can be themselves and, and, yeah. and, and, and voice um everything that's on their minds and, 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 and contribute. Um, so for example, I, I, I think great ideas can come from anyone. Um, and you know, so, so I, I absolutely despise hierarchy, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I wouldn't be able, for example, nowadays, if I had to work in a company, I couldn't work in a company where there are layers because mm -hmm. I'm like, I want it to be as open as possible. Absolutely. Um, I, and yeah, with the team, for example, we did have a, a Hive student mm -hmm. there, like at some point, uh, Lucas, and it felt great that he he at some point he did give this feedback that he's like, I was just this intern, and but from day one, like you guys cared what I, I thought, and I could participate in all the meetings, and I was participating in the recruitment Amazing. calls. Like I, I was like, oh, why is she bringing like a junior to the call? Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're part of the team. You know, we're a team. Yeah. We, we, we succeed together. We die together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Hopefully succeed. <laughs> of course. Yes. I'm confident. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful because like, it's a very, listening to you, it's a very conscious way of thinking about why do we start a company and what are the principles behind it? Because I think in company, 
is nothing more than a mirror of the founder's principles. Mm -hmm. And I think if a founder, if she or he knows who they are and what they stand for, that's very strongly reflected in a company. And so what would you say? Because I'm a big fan of principle-driven approaches to company. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think would, would be your strong principles? Yeah, uh, actually before starting Papukai, I did put some work into mm -hmm. this, like trying to figure out what are the key principles mm -hmm. that are very important like for myself and try to build a team that would, uh, with people who align with that or like w with whom that resonates. Um, so I did create like this initial culture deck thing, mm -hmm. but that evolved over time, yeah. like with, with the team, like, um, and I think a lot of the things we're discussing here were there. Um, for example, curiosity and learning is there, uh, problem solving, um, and but then also, um, mm -mm, how can I say? What's the word? I forgot. <laughs> like adaptability yeah. was one thing. Like in a company, I, I felt like, for example, in a startup, you have to be very flexible and agile and it can be a nightmare for mm -hmm. a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be like very forward that it's important to be very adaptable because, you know, things will change like all the time. And impact is one of them. Like, so that's another one um, that the things that we are working on, we want, we are working on them because we want to have a huge impact on, yeah. on the industry, on the players. And, um, so, so, so the ambition level is very high. So that means that we have to take risks and to take risks, you know, you, you, you have to, 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 um, have that growth mindset. So, you know, there, there are a lot of, um, I'll, yeah, it's a combination of, of all of these things that we have been discussing. Inspiring. I've been inspired. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice. <laughs> yeah. I think we put it there at some point like to be uh, like fun. As fun. Well. <laughs> that was one. That was fun. one. Yeah. In the beginning when I'm like, you know, talking to people about the culture of the companies like this, 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 and this. And it's like, and then later I was like, hey guys, now you've been here for a while. Like what's there? What should be there that is not there? It's like, yeah, just, can we just put the word fun, fun there? Because please. it's sounding <laughs> like a little... <laughs> <laughs> a little like deep and exactly. then, you know it's good to have just just have fun because yeah. i think well, uh, yeah. we easily forget like just because it's a company it's still like a huge chunk of our time a yes b with dealing with people so these are relationships yeah so let's not pretend it's just some external thing it's like an integral part of our life so like yeah Let's make it like that. Let's, like, yeah. Like, and, and I thought it was a great feedback when somebody was like, can, can we just put fun there? <laughs> you know, like, because, you know, should it be fun too? And I'm like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like we should talk more about this, that we want to have fun in the process because, you know, there is a high probability of failure, yeah. like startups in our business. You know, uh, I don't know what's the number now, but like, you know, maybe 90% like, yeah, will fail. Yeah. So it's like, oh, let's not kid ourselves. It's going to be grueling like this process yeah. but then all we can do is enjoy figure out how we can enjoy the Absolutely. journey and then it's all about the people it's all about the culture and and yeah we try to have fun it's beautiful <laughs> Drusilla we're already at one hour ten minutes Woo. we're coming to an end did I ask all of the I don't know. questions how many did I oh, how are you like <laughs> can I ask one more yes of course okay. that's what I was asking if you want to ask one more uh, okay <laughs> yes I'm excited just a lighter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if your life was a TV show or movie, mm -hmm. which one would it be? Oh, a TV. Oh, ooh, okay. Now I have to think about the. Hmm. Hmm. 
it sounds super. I don't know if it's weird, but I think the other day because I'm I watched Dune the other day. Okay, I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah, really, I know of it. Yeah. yeah, it really resonates with me, and I think there's something not like in exactly the same story, but like that is this, this um, on this planet Dune. There's like this, the Freemen. They're like the yeah the indigenous people. And I think there's a beautiful quote where they say, you know, what did they say? I think there was, life is not a mystery to be solved, but something to experience. Yeah, in that sense. Mm-hmm. There's like this this beautiful sense about, I know there's, the book itself is fascinating because like there's so much philosophy in it as well, like this surrendering to the flow and listening to life. And currently, like when I watch this, like, oh, wow, yeah, that, that's that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's Dune. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I wish I had seen it. <laughs> I can recommend <laughs> it. Sounds, it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. cool. Thank you for answering. <laughs> Thank you for the question. <laughs> but that's no, that's a good saying from the movie. Yeah, like that's something that maybe I recently started to like cha- reframe things in my mind. <laughs> and <laughs> of course, one more microphone touch. Uh, if you know, if just googling the quote. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've started to think of it that way as well. That like it, with life in this context of what we are talking about mm-hmm. paths and so on, like there are all these scripts that people feel they need to follow. Mm-hmm. And then how liberating it is when you realize that there isn't really a script. No. Just, you know, forget the script and then just, yeah. just experience it it's for what it is. Exactly what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. That's great. So the quote goes like this. The mystery of life isn't a problem to solve but the reality to experience. Ooh, but that's great. That's uh, I was like, okay, goosebumps. Yeah, I will watch it now. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> cool. Thank All right, Drusilla, that was a beautiful, more than one hour podcast conversation with you. I'm so humbled and grateful that you joined. Uh, thank you so much. It was like, yeah, I don't know. So many gold nuggets, so much to learn. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's been great talking to you. And also, <laughs> like I told you in our last uh, conversation that I also am getting a lot of this because mm-hmm. from this because I'm also reflecting a lot mm-hmm. and, and you've done a great job with your podcast and, and I really enjoyed the episode I listened uh, with Sabina. Yeah. And, you know, so it, it's it's great that you are creating the space so that we talk about these things because they tend to be in the background. Exactly, background. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, let's get it out there. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was like, how do I end this? Not awkwardly. <laughs> and then you looked at the microphone <laughs> and said bye bye to bye the bye. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You see, uh, now imagine me alone. It's like, what, a, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's over. <laughs> oh, now it's over. Now okay, it's over. I thought it was over. <laughs> no.